What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Formula America podcast. We're your host, Curtin Dillon. And as promised, we're coming at you today with our top three predictions for who will fill the vacancy at Mercedes when Lewis Hamilton leaves. Uh, we've also got a quick little update on the Christian Horner investigation situation. And also, we're going to talk about the liveries that we've seen so far. We've got seven cars total that we've seen. So we're going to give a quick little uh, debrief on those. But first, I want to get into the countdown because today is February 12th. Bro. And we have 16 days until FP1 in Bahrain. I cannot wait. Just over Which two means weeks. this week, one week till testing. Yes. We're we finally going to get cars on track. We're, and what I'm excited about is because, you know, these cars are, or these teams are doing their launches. But we know they're not the final cars. There's yeah. going to be some changes. So I'm excited to see what the actual body work is going to be like on some of these, you know, instead of just being a dressed up version of maybe last year's car or whatever. So we're finally yes going to get no. to see who got it right. I think a couple of teams have released their 2024 cars. Um, Alpine's is, is very different. And uh, Williams is different. Uh, there, there's a couple of them that I'm like, that is not the 2023 car. Um, yeah, we might see I, a few more changes, but there's definitely so, some stuff happening. Yes, there is. I'm kind of excited to see, and I just want to see him back on track. So let's go ahead. We're already talking about it. These car launches. We've already got six, technically seven, because McLaren just went ahead and dumped theirs earlier in the year. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a theme going on here, but you and I haven't really sat down and talked about it. So I'm kind of interested to see what your take on the cars so far is. So what do you think about what we've seen thus far? And what's your favorite and your least favorite? I think that we're seeing a whole lot of exposed carbon, a lot of black, um, which is funny because a couple of years ago, that's what we were wanting. We were like, man, we'd, it'd be cool to a couple of cars came out with a lot of exposed carbon. We we're like, that looks cool. And now we're like all exposed carbon and we're all like, maybe we should throw some more paint on these cars. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> um, that's what I think, too, because I mean, I'm a car guy. I came up in the tuner car era. so. Carbon fiber, everything. I love carbon fiber. And I was the same way. When that first black Mercedes came out, I was like, this is pretty cool. cool. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, enough is enough. Like, let's, let's go back to the old days. I saw a picture recently of like, I think it was the 2017 grid. There's like a bag of Skittles. There was color yeah. everywhere. So vibrant. And now everything's black except for the F1 steak kick F1 kick F1. <laughs> um. And uh, and Aston Martin just launched theirs. Their car, their color scheme is basically the exact same as last year. Um, I will say though, we kind of touched on it a few minutes minutes ago. There's a lot of cars that are out that I think we're looking at 2024 cars. I mean, the F1. I've, I keep saying the F1. The Sauber team. We'll just call it Sauber because I don't know what it's actually going to be called. Um, looks like a Red Bull. I mean, it is noticeably different. We're seeing a whole lot more pull rod suspensions in the front. Um, we're seeing a whole lot more of the side pods with the the lower lip extended like the Red Bull and being raised up. I mean, everyone, I think, is kind of jumping on the Red Bull bandwagon of up. Oh, they figured it out right. We need to like go that direction as opposed to the bathtub Ferrari um, or whatever the hell Mercedes has going on. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in the Visa Cash App RB. 
the Sauber really? team is pretty cool. Ah, it's not my favorite. And the name is awful. Um, I'm excited for this season, though. Just looking at the cars and what has been launched, I think we're going to have a whole lot more competitive of a season. Yeah, I think so, too. And so I'm, I'm looking at them here. I, I'm, maybe I'm biased. My favorite so far is the McLaren. I think that orange and carbon looks really good together. And you got that chrome OKX on the side. I like the chrome. I think that's, yeah. And that's, for this car, I think is kind of the maximum carbon I would want to see on the cars. Yeah. And then from there, it just, we went to the Alpine, which the Alpine by itself, standalone car, it's a good looking car. But yes. I think it was, when it came out, it was the point where we had seen carbon launch after carbon launch and Alpine teased us with this pink yep. camo livery that they kept posting. And then they pulled a sheet off and it's this crap. It's just carbon with a little bit of paint. And then they did it again. And it's the same thing, but pink instead of the little bit of blue. And so, yeah, I don't know. I do like the Aston. I've always liked the Aston. It looks like kind of the bottom <laughs> half color. of the car is carbon. I don't know, man. I think that Aston looks good. But I will say I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that Visa Cash app. When it first came out, oh, yeah? I was I was kind of like I don't know how I feel about it. But the more I look at it, the more I like it. I like the blue, the red, the white, the way it goes together. And I I just we talked about it, I think on the last one that Toro Rosso from a few years ago was beautiful, and they're kind of going back with that blue again. So I yeah, think but if you if you line that at, if you line the the racing bulls, the Visa Cash App car up next to the Toro Rosso. The Toro Rosso blows it out of the water still. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I, I do. And maybe that's like why it. I'm comparing it harshly. I'm like, you're going to it, but you're still missing it. Like, it doesn't look <laughs> as cool as the Toro Rosso. One other thing, uh, Alpine released that they have basically built a brand new car that there's yes. almost nothing from last year that's the same. I'll be curious. They were the only engine manufacturer that was down on power. They were about 20 horsepower behind the other um, the other power units. And so the other three. So I'm wondering if they fix that. Um, might be might be a competitive car. We'll see. I remember you said that Probably last not. year, too. <laughs> Probably you said not, that last you know. year. Maybe Let's it'll see. be a midfield team this year. Maybe. Yeah. Let's see. So we also got the Williams, which I think the Williams looks okay. It's still yeah. a lot of black. Uh, it's okay though, not not bad. But the freaking Haas, man, I I don't know. I think I've just got such a disdain for Haas as a team that no matter what they put out, I'll be like, this is crap. This is absolute crap. I don't like the look of the car. I don't like the feel of the team. I don't I don't like any of it. Uh, but the steak is cool because it's completely different. I do like that bright yeah. green. It'll be uh, it'll be cool looking going around the track for sure. So I'm excited for the Mercedes and Red Bull. Well, I say I was, I'm going to say that I'm excited for the launch, but they're going to be fake cars. I'm excited for testing next, next week and to actually see what these cars look like and do. Yep. So um, we've got February 13th tomorrow. We've got Ferrari doing their launch, which hopefully it's yep. like last year because we actually got to see the car on the track. Uh, and then February 14th, we've got both Mercedes and McLaren, whatever they're going to do. Since they've already, maybe it'll, they'll come out with a completely different livery for this one. I don't know. And Probably then Red Bull, uh, Red Bull on the 15th, which I'm pretty sure we all know what the Red Bull is going to look like already. So. Uh, the RB19. I, it's going to look <laughs> identical to the RB19. I think. <laughs> Zero changes. It's probably still got <laughs> dust on it from the last race. <laughs> what, uh, what color do you think the Ferrari will be? Uh, uh, probably scarlet red. With just a little bit yeah. more carbon fiber than last year. 
Have you seen the renderings where somebody did basically a reverse Ferrari where it was all black with touches of red? No, it's been going. It's been going around on Instagram. It is sexy. It is beautiful. Really, (laughs) but I don't think Ferrari would ever do that. They they're too proud of their uh, their scarlet color. Yeah, they they are. So, um, Red Bull launch will be interesting with Christian Horner. You like how I segued into our next topic? Man, you're getting better every day. Yes. So nailed it. (laughs) There are there's so many rumors, and last week we had the or they had the hearing on Friday. And I know a lot of us, myself included, were kind of hoping that something we'd there'd be some resolution. But as always, anything like this, it's gonna take time. And now we're getting word that it's not gonna come out anytime soon. They're saying it's not gonna be until after testing at the earliest, and then potentially after the first race of the season, even. So this might go on for a while. Uh, kind of this question mark at the helm of Red Bull. What's gonna go on? Um, is Christian gonna be able to stay? What actually happened? I know now they're saying it's controlling and coercive behavior. Coercive behavior. So, man, I don't know. It's it's not a good look to go in with such instability and such a big question mark at the helm of the team. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. It'll be interesting. It's coercive, controlling behavior. Kind of explains a little bit of why this is going to drag out. Um, it wasn't. You know, it doesn't sound like it was sexual or lewd or anything like that. It sounds like he's kind of an asshole, which makes things a whole lot more complicated. Do you fire your team principal for being an asshole? Um, the the uh, reason it, why you're probably so successful? Yeah, like that makes this complex. And Christian's going to be able to fight that all day long, which is what's going to drag this out. It's not going to be, you know, if it was of a sexual nature, I think it'd probably... You know, he'd be canned and we'd be moving down the road, but it's not. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. And so I think it's going to drag out. And I, my prediction is that Christian's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see, man. It's, uh, hopefully it gets resolved soon because, you know, I think all of us, everybody include or involved and us would like to just have a little bit of clarity and closure on this situation. Yeah, for sure. I- I'm so excited for testing. I'm just going to nerd out on all the tech stuff. That's what I want to do. is nerd out on all the tech stuff i've already been dissecting the alpine and the man the visa cash app it looks so much like the red bull i can't wait to actually see them going i want to see them competitive i want to see them up there danny and yuki mixing it up with checo max will be down the road but checo will be there (laughs) hopefully they don't all take each other out (laughs) (laughs) helmet marco would explode (laughs) he would (laughs) Um, okay, well then top three picks for who's going to replace uh, Lewis Hamilton. I've been thinking about this for days now, and I think I've got a pretty good lineup, and, and I'd be willing to bet that one of mine would be pretty, uh, pretty sure to get the seat, and I've kind of ranked them. I've got most likely, I've got one that's kind of probable, and then I've got an outlandish one that I think would make sense. So, all right. Well, I'm interested to see kind of how mine and yours, what kind of overlap we have. So, I'll start with my first, my first pick that I think is probably most likely. And said it before, I think it's Alex Albon. He's got the ties to Mercedes, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Williams has the ties to Mercedes. And I think Alex Albon would be an easy fit in there. He would get along well with George Russell. They'd play nice, and he's got experience. 
And I think that Alex Albon would be an easy fit to put in that seat. Fair enough. He's definitely on my list as well, but not as most likely. Okay. Well, who do you, who's your first? Mick Schumacher. Oh, Mick. You think they're going to put Mick in there? It makes... In my mind, it makes the most sense. I don't see Albon leaving Williams so easily. Um, I think what he's got going on there is is a is a good thing. I don't see Albon as a as the next world title contender. Um, I, I don't I don't know if it'd be best for Mercedes. Um, and I think that you could slot Mick in. They've Mercedes has made it pretty clear that Russell will be the number one driver. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if Albon wants to go to a, a, a number two driver's seat, even if it is in a better car while they're on the up and up and he's enjoying being in Williams so much. Mick Schumacher would be an easy number two. Toto's his agent. I mean, it just slides right on in. He's already the reserve driver and give Mick a shot in the seat. I, I think that's the easiest button. And so that's kind of, I think if I was racking and stacking percentage wise, that's the one I'd put at the highest. All right. Well, I, I thought about Mick and the reason I didn't want to go or I didn't go with Mick is because I think that George Russell, he's a good driver. We all know he's got talent, but this yep. is going to be his first time being a number one driver on a team. I'm not counting his Williams days because I don't, you know, he's still a rookie. Nicholas Latifi was just there. The goat. <laughs> yeah, the goat. So I'm not putting, I'm not counting Russell's time there as number one driver. So I don't think that he has the experience yet to bring in another driver like uh, Mick and bring him under his wing, his wing and mentor him like I think that they would want. I think that Mick probably would be a better fit at a, something like a Williams, a team that's lower. It's not expected to perform at a higher level. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'd have to disagree with you on that one. Uh, even though last week I said I thought Mick would be a good fit for that. I just, <laughs> after thinking about it, I don't know. I don't know. All right. All right. Well, then who's your number two? My number two, I'm looking at Alpine right now, and we're, there's been something that's pretty interesting. Last week, uh, Esteban Ocon made it very clear. He wanted to remind everybody that he is a Mercedes, basically, academy driver. He came up under their wing, and he's still that. I don't think he's got a chance in hell to go to Mercedes. No, no I don't either. <laughs> but, but Pierre Gasly, man, I think Pierre Gasly is... For one, I think he's kind of second-guessing his decision to go to Alpine. I think it was good for him to kind of spread his wings and get out from under yeah. the Red Bull fold. Uh, but looking at him, I think Pierre Gasly's on, I think this is his eighth season in Formula One. So he's got the experience. He's a reliable driver. He's, he's not, he doesn't generally ruffle too many feathers or cause too many issues. We're not talking about Australia last year when they both took each other out. But Gasly's generally a pretty decent driver. He's a race winner, you know, regardless of how he won the race, he still won a race. Um, so I think I think Pierre Gasly would be a good fit for that seat as well. I don't think it's as likely as Alex Albon, but I could see Pierre Gasly sitting in that Mercedes seat. It's an interesting choice. I saw the the whole Esteban Ocon thing, and I was like, the problem is, is you are so unlikable. Like, yes. I, there's no <laughs> way. Like you're kind of just a toxic driver at this point. I don't really see that going well. And you're not that you're not that awesome at it. Like no, no. Uh, Gasly's an interesting one. I didn't really think about him. I, I more saw him wanting to go back into the Red Bull fold as opposed to to continuing away from it. I don't know. That'd be an interesting one. See, my number two is Albon. 
Oh, so, okay. You got Albon there. Yeah. Yeah. And so what you just said about going back into the Red Bull fold, that's something that, you know, Albon recently, there's unsubstantiated reports that uh, Red Bull is trying to get, what is it, first rights or something like that for him if he goes anywhere. Yep. I don't think that's, I, I think that would be a career ender for Albon. I don't think he wants that. I don't think that no. would be a very smart move at all to go back into that environment. Kind of like the whole, what you just said about Pierre Gasly. So I, I, yeah, that's why I think there's more credibility for Albon moving to Mercedes. Fair enough. Yeah. I could, it'd be interesting to see. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be interesting to see. So you think Mick Schumacher has a better chance sitting in that seat than Albon so far? Okay. Yep. We'll I don't know if it's the best choice, but <laughs> I see it being the easiest, simplest, and, and just plug and play. Um, and part of the things on that, like, so I'll give an honorable mention um, to, what's his name? I just had it pulled up. Where is he at? No, here he is. Andrea Antonelli. Oh, yeah. yeah. Antonelli, um, the Mercedes junior driver, but he's only 17. He's not ever been in F1. Like, I don't, I don't see that going over too well. Um, he's a little young and a little too inexperienced. I don't see him over, uh, jumping Mick. Um, but he was, he was my honorable mention before we go to who's our number three. All right. I think I keep hearing Antonelli's name come up. So I think that he, again would be probably in the future you know yeah uh, i don't think right now he'd be that good yeah. for that seat all right my number three this is one i thought long and hard i was going over a couple different drivers but i think i'm gonna go with nico holkenberg Ooh, and i so did not see that kinda, one coming this one's kind of my wild card and i think nico would be a good fit for that because we're talking about with russell being kind of it's his first foray into number one driver. He's not going to be able to bring somebody in and mentor them and get them up to speed. Nico Hulkenberg has been in Formula One since 2010, minus yeah. a couple seasons when he retired. Um, he is a proven, consistent, reliable driver. We've seen last year what he was doing with that Haas, in the, at least in quali, before the tires blew off of the car in the yeah. race pace or race distance. Um, he's always been a, a consistent, reliable driver. I think he would be able to get in there, finally give him a chance to fight for a podium for once, the longest running Formula One driver without a podium. He finally yep. gave him a chance to do that. He's already, I think he's 30, he's mid to late 30s. Um, yep. So he could kind of get in there, finish off his last few years, give Mercedes time to work on some of their academy drivers like Antonelli or whatever to get them the experience they need to then be able to step in that seat. So I think that Hulkenberg kind of from left field might make a lot of sense. And he's German. Mercedes and he's is German. I was going to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. Mercedes is technically a German team or a German company, even though the formula one team is based out of the UK and all that. Um, but I think it would be, it would be a good move. Maybe probably for both parts. I just don't put as much credibility on it as some of my other predictions, but I think, I think Nico would be a good one. That's a fun one. I like that one. I didn't even think about Nico, but that'd be pretty, I'd be an interesting driver. I, I like Told you, I put a lot of thought into these. <laughs> I like it. I, I like it more when you go for your gut feeling. Cause that's when everything goes wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte Claire, put him in there. <laughs> All right. Who do you I got? think you'll be surprised. 
initially at my third one, but then you'll go, oh, okay, yeah, I can see it. Let's see. Carlos Sainz. Oh, you think Carlos Sainz. I, I am surprised. I am surprised. But why? What's your reasoning? See if you can sway my opinion. I think that he's a, a, a really good driver. Um, I think that he's, while there's been some, uh, some bad back and forth at Ferrari, I think he's generally a driver that doesn't make waves. He, he displays himself well. I think he could fit into the Mercedes fold really, really easily. Um, while he is going to want to be a number one driver, I think that Mercedes could kind of historically Toto's always been one to, Hey, let the drivers race. Like we're, we don't generally give race orders. And I think it'd be interesting to throw Carlos in there and be like, let the, let the best driver win. Y'all race it out and see who's number one. Uh, Mercedes has been the most likely team to have two number one drivers or not, or just not to have a clear number one. I think Carlos would kind of fit into that mold. Um, he's available. Um, he's not going to be too expensive. I think that he's a good driver. I, I think it could go well and continue Mercedes to be competitive and fighting for that number three, number two spot uh, in the driver's championships or the constructor's championship. If they consistently have both drivers competing well, they could beat Red Bull in the constructor's championship if Checo pulls a Checo like he did last year. True. That's very true. All right. And so Carlos Sainz was in my, run my running. I actually picked Hulkenberg over Sainz. And the reason was, and you kind of had a, a rebuttal for that, so I think it's, it's more likely. But my reasoning was that Carlos comes from Ferrari, where he was, on paper, clearly the number two driver. Carlos clearly wants to be number one driver. And so I was under the impression, like, there's no way he would go to Mercedes, where George Russell is clearly going to be the number one driver. I was kind of thinking he would want to hold out for, you know, this... Sauber. Everybody keeps talking about the Sauber Audi position over there where he would be a, potentially be a number one driver. But you make a good point that Mercedes kind of always has had two good drivers. And it's like, if you can, if you're performing, you're going to get a little bit of preferential treatment. It's kind of up to the drivers. So yep. I could see him wanting to go there and really prove himself and be like, look, I can be a number one driver and fight it out with uh, George Russell. So that's a, I don't know, man. Yeah, you're right. You, I was surprised at first, but you're kind of bringing me around to that one. I could see that. I could see that happening. I, I don't it, know. It'll be interesting. I, it will probably be one. So we've got together, we've got Mick Schumacher, Alex Albon, Hulkenberg, Gasly. Pierre Gasly, and uh, Carlos Sainz. Sainz. It will probably be one of those drivers. But. I mean, I, I don't also, know who else was on the chart that it could be. <laughs> like, all right, so I would. I, so I want to talk about one more that I keep hearing the name pop up. I keep seeing okay. it pop up all over online. Fernando Alonso. Who, no way, no way he <laughs> leaves Aston Martin. I saw that online and immediately dismissed it. Not a chance in hell he's leaving. You don't Aston think Martin. so? He's got a no. track record. He is. He's one to jump ship. And if he smells a potential for a little bit better result, he's proven in the past he's one to jump ship. I completely agree with that. But is he smelling potential at Mercedes or at Aston? And I think the potential is at Aston. Okay, I, yeah, I think they're, I don't know if it's a big of enough differential for yeah. him to leave right now. That's why I didn't put him on my list either because I, I don't foresee it. I, I see him staying right there. But I wanted to see kind of where you thought, what you thought on that I, one. 
I totally agree that he is one to jump ship. And I think if Mercedes wasn't having all the controversy that they are, it was Lewis leaving because they're not following the direction of car that he wants and, and, you know, everything else. I think if I'm Fernando where I have a team that's backing me, I'm number one driver. Life is great. I'm competing. Um, they're listening to my advice. Like you have no potential of threat from your teammate. You have no threat from your teammate. In fact, you're playing Big Papa to your teammate and watching the TV and giving him break strategies. Um, so, like, I, I just, if Mercedes had a higher potential and was tracking in the right direction, like uh, Aston Martin is, I'd agree with you that he would be in the content, he'd be a runner for it. But I think that Aston's tracking more positively than Mercedes is right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to see what you thought on that too, because it keeps popping up. It and does. So we're, Formula America is unified on our stance that Fernando Alonso, Alonso is not leaving, especially from. That's about all we're unified on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I can't believe I, uh, Mick's not even on your chart. I expected Mick and Albon to be on both of ours. It, it, only because of the experience. I would see yeah. him almost like uh, uh, Toto trying to get Albon in the seat and put Mick back at that Williams. And, Although I don't yeah. see that happening either because. Mick and Logan is another Mick and Nikita again. Yeah. So I don't think anybody wants that. No. No. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind watching it. I don't think I don't any think of any, us would mind watching it. <laughs> I don't think that, that there's no constructor that wants that, but the people found the whole Mick and Nikita <laughs> thing quite entertaining. <laughs> Every time you see a yellow flag, you'd be like, oh, which one was it? <laughs> And there's the other one. Okay, they're both out now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's it for today. We've got uh, a couple more car launches. Again, Ferrari tomorrow on Tuesday. And then Mercedes the big McLaren. And then Red Bull. Yep, we've got the heavy hitters. I thought it was funny. I saw somebody recently post where if you look at the car launches in reverse order, it, it predicts the uh, the running yeah. order for next year for the constructors. So we got Red Bull in number one, McLaren's in two. Mercedes in three, and of course, Haas and Williams down at the bottom. Yep. It'll be interesting. I hope not. Yep. I hope Williams I hope isn't at the bottom. Haas, you can still be back in 10th. I don't care. Yeah, it'll be Haas and Alpine, in my opinion. I'd be cool with that. <laughs> All right, well, we will be back later on to talk about the rest of the liveries that come out, and uh, hopefully we'll get a little bit more clarity on this Christian Horner situation and anything else that pops up. But I think that's going to be it for today, unless you got anything else, Dylan. That's all I got. All right, well. On that note, stay classy, America. We'll see you next time. Make sure and leave a rating and review if you like this podcast.